Welcome back. First Word Podcast. Here with your boy, First Letter. I have my co-host here with me, Little Debbie. Say what's up. Hey, guys. So, last week's episode, I touched on this whole Drake versus Pusha T situation. Um, Just given my uh, summary and my predictions of what I think or what I thought was going to come about from Pusha T dropping that story of Adidon. And, um, you know, nothing. My predictions were absolutely wrong. Um, I thought Drake was going to come back with some uh, with a response with like of of biblical uh, repercussion of biblical proportion or something like that. But nothing happened. You know, and it it will be Monday tomorrow, a brand new week, and we still haven't heard anything from him. But interestingly enough, there's more news coming about from this whole situation. Um, Something that doesn't surprise me. It's ASAP Rocky um, has been sought out as the person who gave Pusha T the information to use as ammunition for this uh, diss record against Drake. And I say I'm not surprised by it because I've heard from sources within the industry that Drake is not a well-liked individual. Um, He's been consistently accused of stealing flows, biting from people, um, ripping people off, stealing beats and doing a lot of uh, insidious shit like this. Um, So it's to no surprise to me that, you know, rappers are kind of banding together on some Avengers type shit to kind of get them the fuck out of here. Because for a long time now, it's been Drake having a real um, hold over hip hop. And he's clashed with Diddy. Him and Jay-Z don't see eye to eye. Uh, Kendrick Lamar doesn't fuck with him. And the list goes on and on. So he's not liked out here. The atmosphere is very hostile towards him in the OVO camp. But in any event, ASAP Rocky, given the details to push a T... Um, and this shit is strange because this woman that Drake has the supposed child with, right? Right. ASAP Rocky has dealt with her or has, has had dealings with her in the past. And this is not unheard of because this is the type of shit that goes on here in the industry. You know, everybody's fucking around with the same hoes, um, the same video vixens or IG model is the new term adult film star right Mm -hmm. but you know there's this goes to show you that there's no loyalty at all in this industry and people are not your friends now i don't know what the relationship is between asap and drake but obviously it's not fucking good if he would run over to good music and give them all this ammunition to use against the boy so basically and i'm not gonna go too in depth with this asap told Pusha T 100% that there was a paternity test done and Drake knows 100% that this is his child and he went as far as even put this woman um, the adult film actress or or IG model if you will, he put her on a non-disclosure type of agreement, they signed papers so this is why we didn't hear about it after the whole TMZ story broke and I won't lie to you. I'm not surprised by it, you know, because you reap what you sow. You're out here doing a lot of dirt. You're doing a lot of 
like I said, nefarious shit to people. You're screwing people over. It's going to come back to you. It's karma. Karma because he had a baby with a porn star? No, but not karma because he had a baby with a porn star. But it's more so because of his dealings, how shady he is in his business dealings with people. And how arrogant Drake is. Drake is a very arrogant person. Aside from him making dope music, he's very arrogant. Yeah, but I don't see the relationship between the two. And, and what do you mean? Because, okay, whatever the heck he did... Whatever he did to those other people, like the rappers or whatever you're talking about. I mean, like, how does that... What is the relationship between him having a child with this woman? And basically, you said that it was like karma? Because people wait. They wait until you're at your lowest point or they wait until you're down to either throw salt in your wounds or they're going to kick you further down than you already are. And that might have been this case with this whole Drake Pusha T situation because where Meek Mill fucked up, they sent in Pusha T because, you know, you can't find any dirt. You know, so far there's no dirt to find on this guy. You know, on Pusha T. Oh, okay. He's been in the industry for about 16 years now, coming out with the clips and studying from Pharrell and all these other, um, you know, these living legends out here. So it's it's the perfect guy. He has a background that's untarnished and he's a lyricist. So he's the perfect candidate to send after Drake to get him out of here. Be- so you think, not to cut you off, but you think that Pusha T wants to destroy Drake's um, career? I don't think and it's... motive? I don't think it's Pusha T. I think it's... It gets much more expanded than just Pusha T. I think it's Kanye and I think it's more so good music and rock nation because Drake has never really had a good solid relationship with Jay-Z and Jay-Z and Baby Birdman from Cash Money they don't get along at all because Birdman was the one that blocked Little Wayne from coming over to rock nation when shit got shaky with Wayne the first time. So you know Jay-Z is a very influential guy he's very powerful out here in the music industry so i wouldn't put it past him you know to to reach out to good music because think about it jay-z good music Kanye, they're all basically family because they came out you know together when there was rockefeller out here so you know this is just my my theory on this you know what's the agenda behind the entire beef between Pusha t and drake that I covered that on the first episode, and that's just uh, something that started with non-payment for a record that Baby did. But it's just, I feel like it's changing of the guard, you know, um, so to speak. It's a regime change, and, you know, it. they want it to be less about cash money and OVO, young money. They want it to be more about good music, rock nation, and whoever's affiliated with those camps. So this is my take on it. But, um, you know, ASAP Rocky, a lot of people are beating him up about, you know, giving the information to Pusha T, even though he's denying the shit. You know, realistically, I don't feel any type of way about it because nobody out here in the industry are, are your friends. You don't have friends. You have that's true. You have a certain group of individuals that click together, just like high school. Mm-hmm. Right. And the way you the way I can break it down with people in the industry is like this. You have anti-hero, you have scumbag, and then you have absolute pure evil in terms of um, record executives. These are the categories in which they fall up under. 
And these are the categories in which the people who roll in these circles fall upon them. You know, there's no there's no friends. So I'm not, you know, too surprised by it, you know, because, again, it, it, it's hip hop. You know, at the end of the day, it's competition. It's very selfish. Um, the lyrics are very shallow and self-centered. The whole ideas around what makes the a lot of these artists great is because it's negative. So I don't feel any type of way about it. I think it's just Drake being arrogant to think that he's well liked when he's obviously not. People do not like Drake and they're letting it be known now at this particular point in time. So what is it that you think that everyone is trying to hear from Drake or what do they want Drake to say? Like what kind of response do you think that Drake will um, give if he ever responds? Well, supposedly Drake is working on a mixtape and it's going to be a seven track diss mixtape because now what good music is doing, Pusha T's album just came out, right? right. Kanye's album came out yesterday and I'm going to get into Kanye's album in, in a little bit. Uh -huh. But there's this obsession with the number seven. Pusha's album, Daytona, seven records. Okay. Ye's album that came out Friday. Um, and I forgot the name of the shit already. And, that, and that's bad. But seven tracks on his album. Right. So what I'm hearing is that Drake is actually gearing up to do a seven track diss, EP, mixtape, whatever you want to call it. Aiming all of his attention at good music and destroying them completely. Kind of on some Tupac hit him up type shit. So that's the reason why he wanted information on Pusha T? Well, this whole thing with Pusha, you know, last couple of days getting on social media talking about Drake has a hundred grand floating around to anybody that can give him some information. I don't know what to think about that. That might just be Pusha and them trolling him to, to add fuel to the fire, you know, uh -huh. to, to further like throw salt in the wound, right. you know, kick him while he's down. Because you have to understand in war, you have to destroy completely, you yeah. know, it's not about you know halfway doing something because if you can beat somebody's ass really well what's the point in doing that when they have an opportunity to get back up and kill you okay. you have to destroy completely so you know i'm interested you know like i said it's already going on a new week and i still haven't heard anything from drake i just feel like this is the time now where everybody's coming out and they're just letting their true feelings be um, known about how they feel about Drake, um, how they feel about OVO, Young Money, and Cash Money. Because it's funny because when Drake was kicking Meek Mill's ass and he had all the memes on social media, he was basically dragging um, Meek all over the place and he had his fans tearing him up and all this type of stuff. Everybody had something to say. But it's weird how now that it's Pusher that's getting the best of Drake so far, everyone is silent. Even people that Drake has collaborated with. So you think that Drake was, is actually hurt by, you know, the beef that's going on right now with Pusher's heat? Um, I don't know if he's hurt, but more so I would say they, they, they put a very, they put a block on a lot of what he had coming, mm -hmm. a lot of things that he was prepared to do. He had a rollout, supposed rollout with Adidas. This is where Adidon, the name Adidon comes about because uh, I'm hearing that it was the actual name of his clothing line, the lineup that he had of like sweatsuits or something like that and um, sneakers. 
And it had something to do with the merger between him and Adidas and his son's, well, I, I have to say his um, supposed son's name, which is Adonis. Uh, so okay. that's okay. how, yeah, so that's how the whole story of Adidon came to be. So they messed up that rollout, you know, they messed up the big reveal because it said that Drake was actually going to share with the world that he had a son, but he was going to do it by way of this run and this new promotional campaign with Adidas. So do you think that's kind of like a way for him to like use his son in a bad way? Because I feel like that's just like using your child. Exploiting his uh, yeah, his son exactly. and his, his situation. Right, exactly. Well, yeah, it is. But, I mean, we're all grown adults. We can't tell him how to do something. You know, this is just a matter of opinion. But in terms of his rollout and the things that he had planned to do for this summer, right. it, they just totally um, shitted all over it. And not, not only that, but Kanye drops his album Friday, right? We still have more music coming out from the Good Music Camp. We have Tiana Taylor dropping her album. Kid Cudi and Kanye have a joint project. And there's a Nas album that's coming out, which was exclusively produced by Kanye West. So they pretty much have the summer, like, clogged, if you will. Like, this whole lane that Drake thought that he had, this run that he was going to go on, mm -hmm. they're, like, they're, like, you know, they're, they're, they're basically blocking him up, you know. And this whole thing with Pusha T was just, like, the knife, the final, like, dagger to the back. Yeah, but I don't think that's going to hurt his music, and I don't think that's going to hurt his career or whatever he has planned, like, for the summer. Because he does have his fan base. And yeah. I don't think that it's going to actually have anything to do with his music doing badly or whatever. Yeah, he does have his fan base. Um, but, you know, a lot of people are pissed off about that blackface photo. So that's one thing, too. Uh, I mean, it's not that serious. It's not that serious. Well, I don't think it is. At least I, I, at least I think it's not. There are a lot of pissed off African-American people. There are a lot of pissed off non-african-american people that's saying how because you know drake's explanation for the picture was a little cookie cutter and i say that because okay he says that he did it as a means of expression about how black actors are typecasted and how they're treated unfairly right right but this is 2007 2008 i believe right where the fuck has drake been with all of the mass shootings, the police brutality, black men dying at the hands of law enforcement, all of the racism that's been taking place since Drake has done that. So is it only an issue or do or should I say do black issues only matter when it has something to do with him or does he genuinely care about it? Now, this is the question that comes into play, because if you're going to say something like that, you know, it, you have to have a consistent history of being vocal and being active within the communities that you give your music and that you give your influence to. You understand? Yeah, but there's a lot of African-American rappers and entertainers out there that don't do anything for their community as well. True, but they're not out here in blackface. But he's also an African-American man, partially, right? Isn't he half um, black, if I'm not mistaken? But this is the whole argument now about him explaining it. Because, yeah, it sounds nice because it's damage control. But where have you been since 2007 on these types of matters? 
So you understand you understand how people are looking at it? I mean, at the end of the day, this doesn't destroy Drake's career in no way, shape, or form because he has a solid fan base and he's a fucking superstar. So he's going to be good regardless of what. But this does kind of tarnish his image. And this is why I said in the first episode of this podcast that this is very smart and calculated from Pusha T and good music because they use the same strategy that Drake used on Meek Mill and they're just using it against him. But I think I'll just give this beef a couple more weeks and then it'll die down and everybody will forget. It's not going to even be relevant anymore. Yeah, I mean, because honestly, I don't want to carry it on and talk about it too much more past uh, past this week, honestly. And I really feel like from, you know, everything that's been happening up until now, once we get like a mixtape or something, if 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 that happens, right? I might cover it again, but to this point, I think this is where it's going to stop with me, um, with this whole Drake and Pusha T thing. Um, But I would like to see how it plays out, though. Yeah. What's the outcome of it? Yeah, I think we all would. But, you know, it's just, if anything, Drake should take this as a lesson learned. Right. And to kind of, like, tone down his arrogance just a little bit, you know, for the sake of knowing the atmosphere that's out here he's not a well-liked guy and now you're starting to see who's who and you 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 begin to see what the people that are around you who are your peers actually think of you that's true i agree you know so with just getting off this whole drake push a t-shirt you know if there's a mixtape or a song that comes out you know fine whatever the case may be but um moving into more beef and moving into another realm, um, Takashi Six Nine, oh boy. somebody that I never want to ever cover on this podcast because wow. I'm not fucking DJ Academics. Um, him and DJ Academics, they have a, a great relationship. Not wow. knocking him for that, but Takashi Six Nine now is turning his shenanigans towards Chief Keef, Sosa, and Little Reese. Okay. Now. I I don't know what to say about Takashi as a person. I don't know this kid, but he's not too bright. But that's just what he is, a kid. Right. But again, he's not very bright because he's in a position to do great things with his life. Now, if people don't know who Chief Keef is, if you're not familiar with his music... I'm not, so you're going to have to elaborate on that one. Okay, well, Chief Keef is one of the founders or said founders of the whole drill music uh scene that came out of chicago right right the very violent and very vocal very um raw kind of like horrorcore like what the 90s was out here right to chicago okay and you know chicago rappers and chicago as a city itself with the violence that they have out there this is not a, a territory that people really want to get involved with because it's so much shit going on out there there's so much shit going on with the artists that come from chicago so i think it's kind of ill-advised on takashi's part to really be speaking out against somebody like chief keef who a lot of the younger kids that are coming out now look at chief keef like he's a fucking legend now me in particular i like chief keef you know early chief keef i don't know what he's doing now um you know he's put out he's put out good music i can't lie you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be biased right but what I'm saying is that this 
can spill over into some street violence, some legit street violence, because going back to past beefs that Chief Keith has had, um, the most um, the most spoken about was the little Jojo situation and how that played out. You know, little Jojo was a rapper, for those of you who don't know, from the Chicago area who was actually murdered. Um, wow. Yeah, he was murdered like wow. like I believe it was hours after he tweeted some hateful shit towards Chief Keith and Little Reese. Wow. And he was murdered in Chicago. Okay. They came, they found him, I, I guess via his location or whatever the case, and they murdered him on site. So people as part of Chief Keith. We don't know about that. But it just goes to show you that shit is very real out there in Chicago. So this whole thing with Takashi 69, you know, really running his mouth about Chief Keith is not smart. And it goes to show you that these guys that get these deals, right, these young kids now that are coming up, they have nobody behind them with any sense. As long as their money is being waved around, they're with whatever, with whatever, excuse me. And nobody is advising this kid on how to move properly within the space because rap has changed. It's not like how it was years ago in the 90s and shit like that. You say something about a rapper in the 90s, when that rapper sees you, he's going to punch you in your fucking face. It's not like that anymore. It usually doesn't turn into anything except a bunch of shouting over Instagram live. And I think that's the reason why he continues to do it, too, because no one has ever like actually confronted him about anything like at least the people that he has beef with or he is beefing with i don't think anyone have ever like approached him about it yeah it's just like you said it's just like all about tweets probably even like a diss track or whatever you want to call it yeah but i think takashi is very calculated in what he does because the reason for him not being touched you know, with all this time with him running his mouth and antagonizing people is because he knows where to be when he's actually sending things out. Now, on a more serious note, Chief Keith was actually here yesterday, Saturday morning at the W Hotel in Times Square. And I think he said two gunmen walked up on him and they shot at him. And Honestly, they had the worst fucking aim in the world because they didn't hit shit. They were hitting they seriously, they weren't hitting shit. They hit the sign, the the big W that's there. They hit like some of the side panels and I think like the sidewalk caught a lot of the damage. And um but it goes to show you, you know, the the atmosphere and how serious this situation is. Right. You know, and how bad it can get. Because Chief Keith is not a person for play out here. You know, he's never brought, he's never carried himself like that. You know, being a younger, a younger man in this uh, hip hop industry, he's always had that respect because of what he's been doing in the streets. Yeah, but Zakashi has this thing of saying that he can't be touched. But I mean, he should also remember that, you know, Biggie and Tupac was touched. Yeah, that's true. But that was a different era. You know, this was the yeah, 90s. You know, but... shit was a little bit different. We didn't have armed security following these rappers because i think the beef back then was actually real it was actually legit the majority of beefs that's happening right now is staged my opinion i, I feel like it's staged. yeah yeah it's lot... all about like publicity yeah uh, yeah i agree a lot Hence of the beef between um takashi and casanova nothing came about it yeah well you know that shit had to end because casanova you know him just recently coming off parole 
Um, the police were gonna lock both of them niggas up, honestly. They were gonna lock Takashi and they were gonna lock Casanova if the bullshit continued. So I'm actually happy that that died down. And I'm happy because it's for Brooklyn at the end of the day. I don't believe that two niggas from the same borough who are making just as much noise as the other should be bumping heads with each other. That's New York has too much infighting as it is. This is why a lot of artists from out here don't ever get to fucking get put on because there's too much infighting and too much bickering and shit like that. This is why everybody else on the map is taking over the, you know, the music industry. Right. But um, you know, I just hope that this shit ends peacefully because Takashi is actually He's not evolving, you know. I figure the deeper he gets within his career, you know, he would wisen up and be a little bit smarter about the way he makes his move. But all I can do at this point is pray for the young kid. You know, I don't know him. You know, uh, can't say that I like too much of his music, but I respect the fact that what he does, again, because it's from Brooklyn. So all I can say is that I'm praying for him. Yeah, well, let's just hope that he survives his career. Yeah, so let's just hope so. Yeah. So lastly... On the topic of beef, 50 Cent and Ja Rule are reigniting a 15-year feud. 50 Cent and Ja Rule, and this is something that I'm not even going to stay on this topic. So, in the midst of all of this beef going on with Drake and Pusha T, Ja Rule out of nowhere... Got on Twitter. I guess he must have been off that henny or some shit. <laughs> and, um, excuse me, he basically sends out a tweet um, somewhere down the lines of telling Drake to finish up or trying to give him advice or some shit like that. And, of course, 50 Cent responds because 50 Cent is on social media 24 hours a day and he doesn't miss anything. So he responded to Ja Rule and that shit got. Um, Mr. Holla, man, <laughs> all riled up. And now, right. for the past couple days, they've been sending shots with each other, or at each other, excuse me. Right. Like this is 2002, 2003, or 2001. Um, huh. Okay, so I'm not going to stay on this. 50 Cent and Ja Rule both need to get the fuck off of social media. Someone needs to take their phones. Someone needs to take their phones, right, and bury them in somebody's backyard. But Uh, it's been going on for, like, what, 15 years now? Listen. (laughs) Listen, Ja Rule, and I don't know if this is a rumor or not, but I have seen a clip where he was driving, driving, excuse me, the fuck is wrong with my words today? He was driving an Uber or a Lyft, um... And he hasn't had music out for years. Um, Ashanti is doing concerts at clubs and she's on stage dressed like a fucking WWE wrestler. Yeah, but you can't knock Ja Rule. Come on, because that's a legitimate job. Like, think about it. It's a legal job. He's driving Uber. Like, what's wrong with driving Uber? They make a shitload of money. I'm not knocking Uber at all, but this is just right. this is just where it is now. Ja Rule has been gone so long. <laughs> You know, he's, so this is like what you think is clout chasing. I don't know what this shit is, but I know that they're both way too old. They're entirely too yeah, old they are. to be chiming in about stuff like this. Because if this has nothing to do with them, you know, Drake, I think is smart enough to know 
to avoid going to Ja Rule for any advice in a beef. And Ja Rule has a lot of balls to even tweet something like that after the fucking ass whooping that he took from 50. So it, it, I'm kind of scratching my head about where Ja felt the courage to come out with this bullshit in the first place. Anything to stay relevant, I guess. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Anything to stay relevant, yeah, to get people looking at him. He must have, like, uh, another episode of... Uh, of him driving people around on YouTube. With, but it worked. With who? People are talking. Basically, nobody's people, talking about this we shit. We are. We are. We are. Yeah, because obviously I'm not smart enough to avoid shit like this. <laughs> and 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 I think DJ Vlad is the only person I think. Yeah, other Vlad than TV. Yeah, yeah. Other other than just um. Yeah. Twitter, but as far as this shit goes, like I said, I'm not gonna stay on this. <sighs> I don't want to talk about 50 Cent and Ja Rule because 50 Cent and Ja Rule was something that was going on when I was in high school. Yeah, that's and, right. And I'm over 50 Cent and Ja Rule right now. Right. No disrespect to 50. You know, I'm a big fan of power. Yes, um, yes. And but it comes back July 1st, I think. I'm not sure when that yeah, shit's coming it's back. July 1st. It's July 1st, ladies and gentlemen. But <clears throat> my whole thing is, no, just cut this shit out, okay? Yeah. I, I had enough of that. So moving off of that, I got to talk about this Kanye album. Oh, boy. I haven't heard it, so there's not much that I can possibly say about that. Well, a lot of people out here are shitting all over this record. and um, What do you mean? Like, shitting, it, shitting on it, like, what, in a bad way? Uh, how, uh, how can you shit on something <laughs> in a good way? Like, yeah, they're basically, they're basically <laughs> dragging the record. I mean, it's seven tracks. Okay. Um, I, I have listened to it. You know, it's now Sunday. Okay. I've listened to it Friday. I've listened to it yesterday. Uh-huh. I have one favorite record so far no, on here. Not. I have one favorite record on here so far. Okay. Um, it's a record by the name of All Mine. I believe that's what the name of it is. Oh. All Mine. Yes. So that's the record right there. All Mine. You know, it's some real bouncy shit. You know, kind of um, college dropout. Uh, 808s and Heartbreaks-esque And I like the shit you I know? kind of like it too uh, It sounds good Yeah and that's the record where he took a shot at Tristan Thompson About that whole Chloe shit Because uh, I think what Chloe and him are what uh, Brother-in-law and, or sister-in-law something, Some shit that's like that That's his sister-in-law That's his sister-in-law right so he's, Yeah that's uh, Kim's sister Right so he's coming at the ball playing nigga for his uh, You know for his wife and his uh, sister-in-law, it's cute, but I like it. Some bouncy shit. It's some some vintage yay, you know. Yeah. But um, the rest of the album, I have to really peel it back layer by layer and really have to like sit down and judge it artistically. Right. And I'm not gonna shit on it because you know it's been a long time that I've heard from Kanye. Right. Um, aside from the shenanigans that was going on and and the you know mainstream media this tmz <laughs> meltdown that he had <laughs> yeah where and, he says that slavery is a choice yeah all that shit but you <laughs> know you got to understand something man kanye does this shit he comes out of his 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 hibernation you know he's like it he comes out of hibernation every so often when he's ready to drop an album he says a bunch of outlandish shit like that and then he drops you know a project on us whether it be subpar whether it be okay but Kanye to me has never dropped anything that was garbage I would never say that anything that Kanye has done was garbage you know even if I didn't like something I can't shit on Kanye and say that it was garbage because me as a producer myself 
and him being in a position that he's in, I would love to be in. Well, let me choose my words carefully. Please do. I would like to be in the space in which he's in in terms of his music career is concerned. I don't want to be in his position right now because I'm, I can agree with a lot of people when that nigga looks like he's in a non-stop, never-ending sequel to Get Out. And I'm not going to go and bash like the Kardashian witch covenant because that's what it is. You know, you lo- really think that? Yes, it's a it's a, they're a witch covenant at the end of the day. Look at all the men that have dealt with the Kardashian clan and look at the ruin that they've suffered because of it. My gosh, you're going to start a controversy now. I mean, Lamar Odom, and that's where I'm going to leave it right there. Oh, boy. But, you know, like I said, I'm not going to shit on this album. I, I'll get more into it, I guess, maybe as the week goes on. You know, I have to vibe with the record. I just know that I heard some bouncy shit. I heard the beat. I like the beat. He said something about Tristan Thompson. So, you know, he kind of, his whole, you know, feeling this 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 energy, I guess, Pusha T was there hyping him up to, you know, let's talk shit about people. I'm, I'm fucking Drake over. Yeah, it's your turn to fuck Tristan over. So, and Tristan is not, you know doing so well with the, the the nba finals so i guess he must have listened to that record during game one wow. and that's why yeah that's why really? yeah that's probably why he was so mad he snuffed draymond <laughs> green in the face because <laughs> draymond probably said something he said yeah nigga y'all losing and that's why kanye don't even like you but you know this is before the record actually was released right? l- listen man i don't know who kanye flew out to wyoming for this um you know this big reveal slash album release event that he had he flew out half the damn record industry and you know basically what he did that was that was also a strategic move on his and good music's part because now if you have everybody from the music industry and you're embracing them and you're saying hey come in come to the middle of nowhere with us come vibe with us to this album you know you're getting everybody talking about you you're getting everyone to look at you now you're getting everybody to look at what you have coming in terms of your future projects so it's strategic a lot of people think kanye has whacked out his mind he's not i think he is i think he's a little out there no kanye is, i really do no, I, I disagree kanye is but that doesn't take away from the fact that he makes good music yeah of course not but i think no. i still think kanye is of sound mind he knows what he's doing everything is calculated he's not fully gone Ain't nothing wrong with that nigga. He just got jungle fever and he don't know how to deal with it. Jungle fever? That's that's what it is. And he doesn't know how to deal with it. So let me ask you a question. If you ever had the opportunity to work with Kanye, would you? Yeah. In terms of what though? Like collaborative effort or... Yeah. 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 I wouldn't mind. You know, I wouldn't mind because he's somebody, like I said, like Pharrell. Right. You know, I look up to these guys. I had the opportunity in 2008. I met Chad Hugo, Pharrell right. Williams' partner. And, okay. you know, Chad Hugo was one of the guys, he was one of the people in life who actually said some shit to me and gave me the push to want to produce records and stuff like that. And, um, you know, like I said, I respect him because of what he's done music-wise. He has a huge catalog. His body of works are, 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 are dope. Right. You know, but um, all that personal shit aside, I can't speak to that because that's none of my business. Right. You know, only the people that know him intimately can can you know talk to that you know to to these topics or whatever. You know, but um. What What is your take on people saying that he made better music when he was with um Amber Rose? 
Um, Amber Rose was the 808s and Heartbreak album. Yeah. And you got to remember, 808s and Heartbreak was something that was Travis Scott, Kid Cudi, Kanye as a as a collaborative unit. They were a cohesive unit to build on that. That's why that record was so dope. Mm-hmm. I mean, Amber probably inspired like maybe 70% of that album. But I think it was because he had Kid Cudi at the time and he had Travis Scott. And Travis Scott, to be as young as he is and doing the types of things that he's doing in music, man, that's fucking dope. Right. But um, I don't know if Amber Rose had shit to do with that because, listen, Wiz Khalifa had Amber Rose at one point And it seemed like when Wiz Khalifa got with Amber Rose, his music started to decline. Okay. Yeah. The last okay. project that I ever listened to of uh-huh. Wiz Khalifa was the Taylor Alderis. If and I know I'm not pronouncing that correctly, but Taylor Alderis mixtape, uh-huh. and she was actually featured on there on a record called Never Been Part Two with Rick Ross. Who Amber? Yes, she was on. She was on that project with. Doing what? Um, she was on the hook for the record actually. Rapping. Yeah, she was on the hook. She's a rapper. No, she's not a rapper, but he guest featured her that was his right. his wife at the time so she you know he talent. he incorporated her into it but you know all that shit aside you know um i can't really speak too much on this kanye record you know other than to say like i need to really get more in depth with it and really take a, a deeper listen to it as the week progresses yeah but what i heard so far i think that um it sounds pretty good yeah it's pretty good people uh, gonna people gonna shit on it because you know all the stuff that's going on between good music and OVO, and right. you know people. A lot of people just out here saying shit because it sounds provocative. You know, people want to say the most um, jaw-dropping shit to bring attention to them. I, I'm not like that. If I like something, you know, being a musician, I'm gonna first respect it because I know that I'm not in that space yet to do certain things and to make the type of moves that these guys are making. So you know, it's, it, to me, it's all dope. And what's the album called? It's called Yay. Okay. And I and I don't know why I couldn't remember that shit. It's so simple. Yeah. But I don't know. It's Sunday. My brain is is, is operating on Sunday nigga time. So, <laughs> you know that that that's just where I am with it. So right. um, I don't know. Uh, you probably take a listen to it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, it's good. You know, you sit down, you vibe out to it. Yeah. You know, you know, people listen to it on their morning commute. I know I'll be listening to it tomorrow when I'm in the car. You know, just yeah. to figure out if there's anything else that I like besides that one track there. Okay. I'll probably do that when I'm on the train. Yeah. Yeah, heading to work. Yeah. That's yeah. the best time. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I it. think that's it. Do you have anything else you want to touch on or? No, I think that's it for the week. No other topics? For this week, no. I think that's pretty much it. Okay, let's see if I've forgotten. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess that's it. So, again want to thank you for tuning in with us this is the first word podcast your boy first letter and little debbie all right guys i'll see y'all on episode three